are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome back to another episode here on Locked on Saints, brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson NOLA on Twitter, editor over at canalstreetchronicles.com, and your host covering your New Orleans Saints every single Monday through Friday. On today's episode, we got snippets from Joel Thomas's interview, New Orleans Saints running back coach got a lot on Ty Montgomery and his potential as well as a little bit on Alvin Kamara we'll use that to set up segment number two because I had a great conversation with Dr. Sharif Tabah the trainer and conditioning coach that works on all those insane workout videos with Alvin Kamara I'm going to share a snippet of our conversation so you can hear what separates AK from the pack and why you should be excited about his return to form in 2020. Then we'll wrap up the show with our Twitter Tuesday. Lots of great questions, including Traquan Smith's upcoming year, cornerback number three, and whether or not the Saints can have a top scoring offense yet again. We've got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. Saints running back coach Joel Thomas joined New Orleans media to talk about the running back room and in particular had some great things to say about the newest addition, Ty Montgomery, and some good news on Alvin Kamara as well. That's our New Orleans Saints lead story of the day today with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. So let's first start off with Joel Thomas talking about the newest addition to the running back room in Ty Montgomery, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, Baltimore Ravens, and the New York Jets, came into the league as a slot wide receiver, eventually transitioned over to running back. Here's a little bit from Joel Thomas on Ty Montgomery and how they can get him involved on offense. You know, I love the versatility. You know, out of the backfield, we can line them up and empty. Um, we can put him back there as a single back seven yards deep. So I don't think he's going to be, uh, um, you know, put in a single sp- position, and that's what he does. I think he's, he's he, you know, along the lines of a cadet, maybe a little better running um, body just because he's 220 pounds. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, Pierre Thomas, obviously Pierre didn't have all the route skills coming out of college, but, you know, solid running back. So he's smart, you know, he's very coachable, like what he's bringing to the table as far as what we got with this, uh, signing. So evoking the names there of two former Saints running backs in Travaris Cadet, as well as Pierre Thomas, both do it all type running backs, but also were key parts of a three running back rotation at some point within their career. So that's something to keep in mind here as the Saints look to be buckling up for that same type of a rotation once again here in 2020. So it sounds more and more every day like that could be the potential plan in 2020 to get back to that three running back rotation should everything work out next here, Joel Thomas doubles down on Ty Montgomery's versatility and also adds how he could push top backs to continue to develop on the roster. You know, whether it's, you know, Ty lining up in the slot, Ty lining up in the gun, Ty lining up in the backfield, you know, seven yards deep, you know, things we do with Alvin, I can see, you know, Ty coming in and, and, and uh, you know, hopefully challenging Alvin at some of those spots as well, you know, making, you know, competition there as far as uh, some of the route running stuff. 
So some benefit there, again, with Ty Montgomery's receiving background as somebody that could help Alvin Kamara either develop in that role or help save Alvin Kamara from some of those snaps where he has to line up out wide because you can send Ty Montgomery out to do that instead while Alvin Kamara focuses on maybe the other 60 different parts of his game as opposed to the 61st. We got one more here on Ty Montgomery. Joel Thomas talks about how Ty's positionlessness can affect defenses even before the snap and how the Saints can learn more about him. You know, how are, how are teams going to view them when we start putting personnel out there? How are they going to view them when we put Alvin and AK out there? Are they going to treat it as a, you know, a nickel package? Are they going to go dime with it, treating them as wide receivers? You know, that's something we got to see is, is how they're, he's going to be viewed as well. But, you know, I see a, a complete, you know, in all aspects as far as run, pass, catch, the ability to block. And, uh, you know, the worst thing we could do right here is, you know, today is, is sit there and pigeonhole and say, hey, you're going to be this – this position and that's it. Um, you know, you know, something that Sean talks about all the time is, you know, our job as coaches is, is to find out what they can do well. And that's what, you know, maybe we're, we haven't seen something on film because he hasn't been put in a situation with these other teams that, um, you know, hopefully we can maybe dig out a little bit more and, and, and find out uh, just hopefully that he hasn't touched the, the, the ceiling that he's got more room to grow, which we feel he does. The Saints certainly under Sean Payton have never been a team to not find ways to innovate and utilize players to the best of their abilities. In fact, just in last week's interview with Ronald Curry and Curtis Johnson, the wide receiver coaches from New Orleans, Ronald Curry talked about how Sean Payton doesn't have specific molds for every position, but instead finds a way to take every player, figure out what it is that they do best, and then figure out a way to utilize that on the field. Sounds like that's going to be the very approach they'll take with Ty Montgomery, who more and more sounds like a guy who really can uh, come in and compete. Pete for that running back three role over Dwayne Washington, who is hardly mentioned in Joel Thomas's interview. However, one name that did come up and a very important name that came up was Alvin Kamara's. Here's what Joel Thomas had to say about AK and the injuries that he battled last season. He's the one that, that knows exactly what he went through, but I know this, he wasn't, he won hundred percent, you know, the, the entire season. And there's a point um, uh, to where, you know, whether it was a back, a knee, an ankle, whatever it was, um, he just, he battled through it the best that he could. And, and I know at times, you know, it, it, people took it as something else, but, um, you know, the guy's an ultimate competitor. He wants to be out there to help the team and help us win. And, um, you know, bottom line, you know, you know, his, his hundred percent might be not his hundred percent, but his 75% might be someone else's hundred percent. And that's why he's out there still trying to go and, and play and put his best foot forward. So that's really consistent with what Alvin Kamara said about himself. I mean, he consistently on Twitter has mentioned that he was at 75%. He's a hundred percent now and ready to get going here in 2020. Uh, and I think that that's something that Saints fans should be excited about. But if you're not excited about it right now, you're about to be because coming up next, I'm going to share a snippet of my interview that I did with Dr. Reef. He was kind enough to let me share some audio. I did it for an article over at Canal Street Chronicles that'll come out later on this week, but he was kind enough to let me share some of this audio. You are going to absolutely lose your mind when you hear how hype uh, Dr. Reef, Dr. Sharif Taba uh, can get about Alvin Kamara and all of the good news that he has to share about him coming into 2020, bouncing back off of these injuries that he dealt with and how it is that uh, he has worked so far this offseason to get back and uh, ready to go in 2020. So we got that coming up for you next year on Locked on Saints, your team every day. 
Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by rockauto.com. I'm going to share a personal story. I've shared it before, but just in case you haven't heard it, car theft and everything has been been a big issue during the lockdowns, during the pandemic and everything. And somebody lifted the tailgate up off my truck, a driver Toyota Tundra, and they just stole the whole tailgate. They just walked away with it. So uh, that sucks. And I went through insurance and t- kind of did the whole rigmarole and everything. And it was all crap. Like it was all terrible. Like they just put me through so many different loops and all this other stuff and really ultimately did nothing for me. And I, I went to one of the sort of chain auto body shops that was going to cost me an absolute fortune. Then I found out about rockauto.com, went on the website, found exactly every piece that I needed in order to be able to do this on my own, and I ordered it. And now it's going to be, you know, a continued sort of lockdown project for me to get this taken care of. But I'm really excited about it. And these guys helped me big time. They're a family business, rockauto.com. They've been serving auto parts customers for 20 years online. So go and check them out. They did me a big favor. They're fantastic. Rockauto.com. Go ahead and check them out and see all of the parts that are available for your vehicle as well. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your vehicle will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Houdat Nation, thank you again, as always, for making me a part of your beautiful, beautiful day, especially here on this very nice Tuesday. It's a Twitter Tuesday, but before we get to those Twitter Tuesday questions, I want to jump in and show you something and share something with you. I've been very excited about sharing with you since I recorded it. So I talked to Dr. Sharif Tabat, or better known on Twitter and Instagram as Dr. Reef. You can follow him on both accounts, but make sure you follow him on Instagram in particular, because that's where he really shares his videos and everything. Doctor, spell it out, D-O-C-T-O-R underscore Reef, R-E-E-F. Dr. Sharif Tabah is a uh, doctor of physical therapy, strength and conditioning specialist, and owner of Athletics Rehab and Recovery in beautiful Broward County, Florida. And he took some time to talk with me uh, yesterday about Alvin Kamara. And I asked him what it was that sets Alvin Kamara apart from all of these other incredible athletes uh, that Dr. Reef works with. And his response excited me so much about AK's upcoming 2020 season. Uh, Just listen to Dr. Reef talk about the work that they've done so far this offseason and just the dedication and drive that Alvin Kamara brings to his game and to his uh, prehabbing, rehabbing, everything that he's doing, all the ancillary stuff that we don't often hear about. Dr. Sharif talks about it here in this clip. It's about four minutes, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But here's Dr. Sharif on Alvin Kamara's offseason and uh, the incredible work that he's been putting in so far. Yeah, it's definitely, I would say a huge portion of it is is that mentality and that drive and focus that, that he has and possesses. It's like he can put on blinders and nothing else in the world matters other than focusing on getting his body right and doing his training, uh, especially at that time of year. And, and we'll joke because, you know, I'll reach out right at the end of the year. How's it going, bro? How are you feeling? And he's like, you know, you're not going to see me until like March. I'm like, all right, just checking on you, you know. <laughs> but, but when he gets there in March, nothing else in the world is going to stop him. So, um, you know, he, and he really dedicates. And this year has been so unique because we've had all that OTA time together that normally we wouldn't have. So we've right. been going really hard since March, nonstop, five days a week, and, and it's going strong. And it's it's been fun because we've been able to push it to levels that we haven't in the past and get to dabble in things that we haven't in the past due to just limited time frame. So that's been really, really nice and an advantage for, for both of us, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, his, his mentality, and we talk about this a lot. I talked about this in another interview recently, and I've been talking with Alvin and some of the other athletes. You know, all this stuff, uh, the last dance coming out with Michael Jordan, you know, has brought a lot of attention back to his uh, his trainer, Tim Grover, and mm-hmm. his book that he had written that was called Relentless. And, you know, I got dove into the book recently and, and, and read through it and really enjoyed it. Uh, reached out to Tim and told him how much I love the work and how it related, I found, to a lot of 
the athletes I, I work with, and it really brought to light that mentality. I don't know if you got a chance to read that book, but it's all about the the mentality of that ruthless winner, that ruthless competitor, and it literally describes AK to a T. Mm. And and that was very eye opening, like kind of confirming what we already know about him, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, really, it, it just shows what sets him apart from a lot of other athletes. Um, and then I try to take that those lessons and then utilize it almost from a sports psychology standpoint to kind of work on the mentality and the psychology with some guys to kind of say, no, 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 do you want to be good or do you want to be great? Do you want to be great or do you want to be unstoppable? Mm-hmm. You know, like let's talk about what level. You want to come in, you want to, you know, dot your eyes, cross your T's and, and get out the door. We could do that. But we could do so much more if you're willing. It really depends what you want out of this game. You want to collect a check and go home or you don't want to be one of the greatest to ever do it. So it really, really depends. And I think that's the, one of the biggest things that sets AK apart from many others. Um, and let's not, of course, deny his unbelievable athletic ability and his ability to overcome challenges quickly and, and, and um, develop and, and grow and progress. But he also, uh, you know, I have his number because he's he's very competitive. Mm-hmm. So if I can make sure I can continue to challenge him and try to find something that seems impossible and <laughs> as much as possible, I make sure I can do it first so I can get out there, do it, show him a demo, and he gets out and can't do it and says this is nonsense how come you can do this and i can you know it just sparks a flame and there's no stopping him until he accomplishes that task I the love frustrating that. part is he typically accomplishes it pretty quickly <laughs> and i'm stuck going figuring out the next thing i'm like damn you know he could stand on the ball already crap now what okay now he can squat on it oh he's squats. now what so you know it keeps going from there so you know we've had a fun time this season talking about you know we know where we peaked last year with that eco stick video and then we even did i don't know if you saw it, standing on the ball uh, catching footballs with stroke glasses wow. on, mm-hmm. with stroke glasses blocking out his vision, and of course, vision is a huge component of your uh, your balance. Right. So taking that away made that super challenging. So to me, that was even more impressive. But um, so after that, it's like, okay, great. What do we What do we do to progress it even further? So first, we had to you know overcome some stuff and get him back healthy and, and make sure we were back on track. But then saying, okay, once we are 100 percent, feeling like we're back to where we left off. How do we keep progressing? So you go back into this year, even better than last year. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun coming up with different challenges and we put out some good stuff and we have a lot more coming <laughs> of just the work that we've been doing. And, and it's unbelievably impressive. I can't, I can't keep up with them, but uh, I try. Okay. So <laughs> I was already really excited about Alvin Kamara coming back in 2020 uh, to the sort of hundred percent that he estimates himself as opposed to 75% that he estimated himself through most of last season. You know, Joel Thomas in his interview uh, the uh, running backs coach that we heard from at the beginning of the show today, one of the things that he talked about with Alvin Kamara was that basically vintage AK you saw, it's crazy if we could say vintage, the guy's been in the league since 2017, but <laughs> vintage AK was uh, the Seattle game. You saw a little bit more of him again during the Tennessee game. The Saints are fully loaded when AK is healthy and AK is nearly unstoppable when he's healthy. When you hear the type of work that he's doing with Dr. Reef here and the, you know, five days a week working every single day with the Jordan mentality, but also having the presence of mind to say, Hey, I'll see you in March. Like we're not dealing with this right now. And, you know, not, not really overloading himself, sort of making sure that the compartmentalization is there and, and putting in that type of work for his own self care as well as the work that he does on field. 
is exactly the type of stuff that makes superstars, man. And and you see it with Alvin Kamara in terms of the way he takes care of himself and the way that he works over this offseason. You know, Dr. Reef mentioned that there are some more workout videos that they have ready to go that show a little bit more about what he's doing that are even more impressive than the Hico Six, that are even more impressive than the other things we've already seen. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of that. I have it on good authority that you'll see them soon, uh, but it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty incredible stuff. And uh, to hear the amount of work that AK is putting in. And people are worried about him holding out. People are worried about him, you know, caring so much about this contract and his extension and everything like that. Alvin Kamara seems like he just wants to get back out on the field and perform. And so far, he's taking every step necessary to do that. And I'm so excited to see him in 2020. You can get more context of this interview and more information from this interview over at CanalStreetChronicles.com later on this week. I'll let you know a uh, day before the article drops, but going to be doing a write-up there with more information uh, that Dr. Sharif gave gave us that Dr. Reef gave us here uh, because it's pretty incredible stuff and um, and amazing just to hear about the amount of work that's going in off of the football field to get AK ready to be back on the football field in 2020. All right, coming up next, y'all, we're going to jump to your questions from Twitter Tuesday, talk a little bit more about Alvin Kamara. We'll talk a bit about Drew Brees and his arm strength. We got some questions about who's going to be cornerback three. It's a very fun one. We'll also talk about my first ever Saints game, which did not go well. Uh, We'll talk about all of that up next here on Locked on Saints, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have some truly incredible flavors, including the mint brownie delight. That's amazing. They've also got a peanut butter brownie, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, and only three grams of sugar and only three grams of carbs. Not only are they doing you good, they're doing the world good as well because right now it's up to 50% off of everything at BuiltBar.com and it's pretty incredible stuff because they're doing good for the world as well because 100% of the proceeds of their 8 million protein bar closeout sale that they're doing, again, up to 50% off at BuiltBar.com, 100% of those proceeds are going to some pretty incredible organizations that help fight for children, help fight against racism, and help fight for justice. Pretty incredible stuff going on over there. Don't forget, BuiltBar.com, up to 50% off with 100% of proceeds going to some amazing organizations, Built Bar best tasting protein bar on the market. All right, Huda Nation, time to get to our Twitter Tuesday. Do this every week. Uh, Usually drop a tweet on Monday, ask people to drop their questions. We got a lot of questions to get through, so let's get to it. I might be a little bit short on some of these. Please do not be offended. I just want to make sure I get to everybody. I'm going to group these two first questions together at Raymond Tyler M on Twitter, my good friend Tyler Raymond, and then of course, uh, Lucas Teasdale as well, at Teasa with a Z25 on Twitter. Both of them asking about Adam Traubman. Is he going to push and make a bigger impact in Josh Hill? How quickly can he kind of develop? And is he going to be the guy when it comes to 12 personnel? Dan Campbell kind of talked about this. You can expect that he will get, Troutman will get involved in 12 personnel and in those looks. I don't know that he leaps Josh Hill immediately, but certainly he's somebody that's going to have an impact, whether it's you know, through actually putting up stats or if it's somebody that just simply causes the defense confusion because you have him on the field. He can be a blocker in the run game. He can be a pass catcher in the passing game. Just gives you a way to disguise what you want to do out of that particular personnel grouping. But I don't know that he comes on uh, by himself as much as, let's say, Josh Hill or Jared Cook, at least at this point. We'll see exactly how the offseason works out. Tyler also asked me to do uh, maybe some predictions regarding his stats. The best that I could do is probably look back 
to maybe last year, Taysom Hill having that role. He caught 19 catches for 234 yards and six touchdowns, uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and so when you look at that, I think that that's a, maybe where you can see him potentially getting involved, taking some of those snaps from Taysom Hill. So maybe you have that, and that's maybe what you expect from um, from Adam Troutman at the beginning. But certainly he should put up more numbers uh, than that. Uh, let's go over to Noren Rad at Life Through Fiction, who, by the way, just finished the first draft of his new book. Congratulations, my homie. Uh, make sure y'all throw him a follow over on Twitter. Uh, he asked, with a reduced offseason and preseason, possibly, teams that can run the ball successfully early in the season will probably be more successful. Can Sean stick with it? Okay, so here's the thing to know about this, because this is a really good question. But think back to the 2011 season where training camp didn't really get underway until the, I think it was July 24th, July 25th, somewhere around there. The Saints were in a very similar position, but came out with a top offense in terms of yardage in that season, 7,474 yards, but didn't start immediately with the run game. Came out week one, only ran for 81 yards, just over 110, just under 120 in the second week, and then right at 100 the uh, third week. And then had a couple of games where they were under 50, just over 50, but then were blowing up over 200. It was really the last six games where they went on a streak till they went over 100 yards rushing, two of those games over 200 yards rushing. But they came out in the first seven games and over six of those games through for over 300 yards. So when you look at that and a couple of those over 350, when you look at that, they came out comfortable throwing the ball. And I think that you're going to see that from Sean Payton again in 2020, especially with some of these new weapons that we'll talk about here in just a moment. So I do think that they will run the ball. Don't get me wrong, but I think they'll be just as comfortable passing as well. And the success will be dictated by uh, the balance as opposed to just the run game, if that makes sense. Up next, we got Kev from Frisco at Cardona's 0921 is back. Which tight end do you think CJ GJ will bully the most this season? So the most you got to go with one of the the divisional teams that he's going to meet twice. I'll say uh, I'll, I'll say Hayden Hurst because he's going to be fitting into a new system. He'll be the lone top tight end there, and they're probably not going to have a running back after the first couple of weeks, so they're really going to be relying on him. And CJ GJ is going to get a lot of nice matchups uh, with that. Not a huge slot receiver for the uh, Falcons there either, so I think that that might factor in. Uh, Craig Wright at Cali Cajun sixty seven does a healthy Alvin Kamara and added weapons in the receiver room mean the Saints once again have a top three scoring offense. Okay. Alvin Kamara healthy and the uh, offensive weapons, added offensive weapons absolutely help. Yes. And I'm not saying that they don't. However, I want to say the most important part of this formula is going to be a healthy Drew Brees. What do I mean? When you look at last season, 2020, I'm sorry, 2019, where there was no number two wide receiver, where there was not a 100% healthy Alvin Kamara for the season. When the Saints had Drew Brees healthy and he was in those games, so you remove the five games that he wasn't present, you remove the, the Rams game where he only played a few snaps, 32.4 points per game with a healthy Drew Brees. That would have made them second in the NFL in terms of scoring in 2020. Eight of the 10 games that he was healthy, 30 plus points, two of which 40 plus points. It was just the two games against Atlanta where they scored under 30, including the one weird nine point game where they got beat at home. But a healthy Drew Brees is just as important as those added 
offensive weapons and a healthy Alvin Kamara, they help, yes. But the key to being a top three scoring offense again is going to be a healthy Drew Brees. Dale, Dale, Dale at Lil Dice 504. Realistically, what does a successful season for Traquan Smith look like? So I did a little bit of digging for this one because I wanted to find kind of where that wide receiver three usually sits amongst the NFL. So I went with actually the wide receiver four out of Kansas City because this is not Kansas City's offense. So you kind of have to knock it back a little bit. 32 catches, 449 yards. That was uh, Demarcus Robinson, the fourth wide receiver in uh, the Kansas City offense, who had a great opening of the season and then kind of fell back a little bit once Tyreek Hill was healthy, things like that. But I think that that's a really successful season for uh, for Traquan Smith. And that's only seven more catches than he had last season. If you use the same average that he had last season in terms of his his uh, yards per catch and you add on seven catches, that brings him up to 416 yards. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. You take those seven catches, you're probably going to give Emmanuel Sanders 20 more targets. If you take 27 total, if you take all 27 of those targets away from Michael Thomas, by the way, 122 catches, 1,415 yards based on his average per catch, he still would have led the NFL in 2020 in both catches and yards. So you can afford to take a little bit of that production away from Michael Thomas to take advantage of the weapons that you have on offense. So I do think that that translates well, and I'm perfectly comfortable with that. I'm I'm very comfortable with that, especially considering the uh, next guy after... um, after Michael Thomas in 2019 was over a thousand yards less receiving than he had here, you can make up some of that in terms of uh, getting some extra targets to people that are going to have more production. Uh, Barry Hersius asked about my very first Saints game. So 1996, I went and saw Bobby Bear and Morton Anderson play for the wrong team. Uh, they played for the Atlanta Falcons at the time. It was late in that 96 season. The Saints had two wins. I was ready for them to get their third win. They didn't get it. They lost 15 to 31. So my, uh, my hate for the Falcons started very early and my understanding of darkness uh, set in very early as well so that I can understand the light that we're in right now when it comes to this Drew Brees and Sean Payton era. Uh, Zach Bradley at the Zach Bradley on Twitter. Uh, who is going to be the number three corner when the season starts? CJ GJ is my vote. You kind of heard that a little bit from Aaron Glenn. Expect to see CJ GJ in the nickel a lot. And uh, PJ Williams is going to be not far behind just in case CJ GJ doesn't really handle the adjustment as a you know prominent starter very well. But I think he's going to be fine. CJ GJ is my vote there. Uh, at Pinnacle Ron asks, how many crucial mistakes do you give Drew Brees before we start talking about moving on? Well, you can start talking about moving on now because this is probably his last season. Uh, so if you want to start that conversation now, you can. But Drew Brees' crucial mistakes, quote unquote, haven't really set in until the playoffs. So by the time that I've ever gotten to the point where I'm like, well, maybe we should move on from Drew Brees, it, we're, they're already out. They're, they're, they're completely out. So it's not really, it hasn't been like a valid conversation yet. Because remember, Drew Brees last season in December, 15 touchdowns, no interceptions, 1,188 yards on just over 100 completions. He was fantastic in December. And then it was just, you know, some things went wrong in the playoffs. So again, you can start the conversation now because you're likely going to be talking about moving on from after this year anyway, but don't wait and and feel like something going on in the middle of the season is going to change anybody's tone because Drew Brees is going to be Drew Brees. Luis Andrade at Luis M. Andrade underscore. Forgive me if I pronounced your uh, last name wrong, homie. I do not mean to offend. Uh, what's up, Ross? How many potential Hall of Famers do you see on the 2020 Saints roster? So without projecting too far and kind of giving you like an actual answer here, I'm going to say two, Drew Brees, Cam Jordan, but Cam Jordan's got to get over 100 sacks. He's got to get there. He's just under 90 right now. He's in the same class as guys like Von Miller, and uh, who's already over 100 sacks, and J.J. Watt, who's very close. I think he's got to get over that 100 sack threshold. 
ideally getting into the 115-ish area, uh, then that would certainly, if he can get past Ricky Jackson's sack record, then he's got a viable spot for uh, the Hall of Fame. And I do think he can get there, and Drew Brees is an absolute shoo-in. Uh, Demario DeGoat at Steven Caesar, could you give a rundown of the undrafted free agents? Which ones could make the cut? I can answer the latter. I can't answer the former. I do have an episode on that way back, though, if you want to check it out. But I'll also revisit undrafted free agents as we move forward here throughout the show, so do not worry. But I can tell you three that I think can make the cut. Marquez Calloway, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, Calvin Throckmorton, the offensive lineman, super versatile, has played every single offensive lineman position uh, during his time with the Oregon Ducks. And then you can look at Joe Bocci, the linebacker and tackling machine out of Michigan State. Those are the three that I would say have the best chance to make it. And then to wrap up the show, Brian E. Turner at Brian E. Turner 2 on Twitter. Are you really sold on Drew's arm strength and ability for pushing the ball down the field? Uh, In terms of pushing the ball down the field, no, I'm not, but it doesn't matter. That's the thing. It doesn't really matter to me that he can't push the ball down the field because this is a West Coast offense that wants to run. It wants to, or wants a running gun, essentially, that wants to uh, throw the ball quickly, that wants to use those short to intermediate routes, that wants to get the ball out of there out of the quarterback's hand quick and that wants to whittle down an opponent by being precise and methodical those are the things that Drew Brees is very good at he can push the ball down the field every now and then when he needs to and I'm okay with that I don't need that as much in this offense but I will say to you Brian it will be very fun after Drew Brees to see a quarterback in Sean Payton's offense with that arm strength again to see how this offense continues to evolve as it evolves every season after season after season and uh, it'll be a lot of fun to see that moving forward. But no, I'm not too really sold on Drew Brees' arm strength, nor does it really bother me, if that makes sense. All right, y'all, that's going to do it for today's episode. This was a very fun one. Thank you for the fantastic questions for Twitter Tuesday. Looking forward to Facebook Friday. Y'all got a lot of stepping up to do if you want to beat this Twitter Tuesday. I'm just kidding. Twitter, Facebook, y'all have always been great to me. So I'm looking forward uh, to Facebook Friday coming up later on this week, as well as continuing to keep you up to date with all of the uh, news and notes around your New Orleans Saints. Now that you're done here, make sure you tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on NFL. Catch up with everything else going on around the league, and I will see you again here tomorrow. Thank you so much, everybody, as always, for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show and if you haven't already please take a moment to subscribe drop that five-star rating and review i thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family this has been locked on saints and trust to that nation i'll holla at you